Welcome to The Art of Selling Wine, the podcast for wine professionals and for professional wine nerds. In this episode, I talk to Torben Endrici. He is one of the young winemakers at Endrici Winery in Italy. And I happened to go to university together with him and his wife. And so we decided to do a nice little interview together about the export market Germany for Italian wines and also about the product development and product design of Endrizzi and about his experience of entering an Italian family winery. Please enjoy. Welcome to the art of selling wine. In this podcast, we explore the foundation of business success in the wine industry. And we also take a look at global game changers, such as changing climatic conditions, changing customer behavior and demands, emerging and fading distribution channels, and many topics alike that affect winemakers everywhere. My goal is to collect regional answers and strategies and spread the ideas worldwide. My name is Diego. I'm a wine marketing consultant specialized in the strategic brand positioning of small and medium-sized family wineries. I have a background as trained winemaker in Rheingau area, Germany, and a degree in international wine business. This podcast is my contribution to the wine sector that I love so much. Enjoy it in the vineyards or in the cellar, or while traveling as winemaker or sommelier. And don't hesitate to contact me. You are listening to The Art of Selling Wine. The podcast for wine professionals. This episode is presented to you by WinePlus. WinePlus is a German-based platform for wine professionals from all around the world. It is written W-E-I-N dot plus, W-E-I-N dot plus. And all the episodes of The Art of Selling Wine and my German podcast, Wein Verkauft, are available in early access for the WinePlus members. It's a free membership, so you don't have to pay and you get two weeks early access to any episode. The Bordeaux series is also powered by Amorim Kork. Amorim Kork is partner of my German podcast and therefore they enabled me to do this whole endeavor in Bordeaux. And if you are currently looking for a new supplier of high-quality cork, I recommend taking a look at Amorim Cork. And if you understand German, I also provide a nice German episode. I think it's number 62 with Gerd Reis. He's the CEO of the Northern European division of Amorim Cork. And we talk about the renaissance of cork and the future of closing, closing systems for wine bottles. Tom, today we will be talking about some specialities for Italian brands on the German wine market, but also um, about the um, generation of new customers with an event location and uh, how you do that. So uh, welcome to the show and please uh, give us a brief introduction of the winery Endrizzi. Okay, the winery Endrizzi is founded in 1800. Um, we are a family winery from Trentino, so from the northern region of Italy, next to the Garda Lake. This is uh, the most known part. Um, we have in total uh, 75 hectares, um, which is divided in um, like 55 hectares in Trentino 
and um, 17 are um, cultivated, cultivated by our own. The rest, uh, we buy the grapes. And uh, then we have a bigger part uh, also in uh, Maremma, in the south or in the middle um, of Italy, so the south of Tuscany, where we produce also red wines. Which is, by the way, for all our listeners, where we are right now and uh, having some awesome sparkling wine from Cantina Indrizzi, which yes. I can highly recommend. Um, but uh, yeah, let's let's talk a bit more about the winery. Um, we we want to lead this um, topic today uh, a bit to the uh, topic of diversification. So uh, how do you generate income as winery? Do you only sell uh, wine? Do you sell bulk? Do you sell grapes? Do you have hotel, restaurants, solar energy, whatever? How, <laughs> how does Endrizi generate its uh, money? Okay, um, from the B2B perspective, uh, we are selling only uh, bottles or bottled wine. Um, on the other side, also, yeah, more B2C as perspective, we have the, the bottle part, um, but also we are a um, event location for, for example, um, marriages, but also like a car intro introduction or product introductions, uh, also um, baptism, um, uh, so like the, the baptizing. Uh, for children is uh, also done there parties everything so um the normal customer will not only have the opportunity to taste and drink our uh, lovely wines uh, he will also have the opportunity to to stay in our winery and to enjoy time and to enjoy the nature which is um really surrounded or our winery is surrounded by nature which is beautiful and mm -hmm. Um, can you uh, give us a brief introduction to the typical uh, customer of winery and Dritzi? What, what are the people, who are the people you sell to? Yeah, um, like I said, we are close to the Garda Lake um, and we are also close to a, to a, to a bigger street, uh, um, to the highway. And um, so it's like five minutes uh, distance to the highway. So our normal customer is actually um, depending on the time of the season. So we have a lot of uh, tourists coming to our winery, um, mainly from the uh, countries of, of course, Italy, uh, but also Germany, uh, Austria, Swiss, uh, Swiss um, uh, Netherlands. Yeah, these kind of customers, but also, uh, of course, our local customers and, and so on. Um, so there you can also divide them. So local customer, they buy maybe some bottles, maybe a case like this, because they have always the opportunity to, to pass by to um, grab something. The tourists, they are um, buying normally two, three cases. This is the normal case. Mm -hmm. Okay, and um, how is your um, market divided between, um, for example, wholesales, uh, guest restaurant distribution mm -hmm. and direct-to-customer distribution? Okay, depending on the country, because Italy is more focused on, on Horeca. Mm -hmm. um, the other countries is um, like this. We are working always with an, uh, an importer. Uh, Germany is a special one because um, we are half Italian, half German uh, born. So we have a high, big focus on, on the German market and we are working more like city by city. There's uh, an importer by its own and he got the rights to distribute in this region. Other countries are 
mainly uh, divided by one or two importers and that's it mm -hmm. and which countries do you sell to ha, uh, in total we have 24 countries uh, where we are selling to um, main focus is like europe um, the most important is uh, germany italy swiss mm -hmm. like this okay um, yeah that's that's uh, good so um, the people i think now have uh, quite an idea of uh, how the winery in Brizzi is um, is working. Um, what would you say is your most important strategy for um, acquiring new customers? Now, because of COVID, um, or the, the most important is to always um, rethink the, the products. To, because we are a market orientated uh, winery. So everything what we do is always depending on the market. So we will always adapt, which means we always take our 30 products because we have in total 30 products, which is um, a good number. Uh, we always check if they are still uh, in, not in fashion, but in time, you know, mm -hmm. are they still good for the market or the markets? Mm -hmm. Um, and then, of course, um, because of COVID, we all um, have seen that like video um, online tastings are a big thing uh, because like this, we are gaining a lot of new customers. But also, like I said, the, the tourists and also the part with our event location. So we have a lot of weddings. So imagine you come to a wedding, you stay at, at our place, you fell in love and you have the, this beautiful wine. So next time uh, on the anniversary of the wedding, you drink this one because you recognize uh, or you, you, yeah, you, you remember uh, directly the, the nice event. So our um, new customer, um, yeah, developing is like on place with the income of people in the markets with staying with the right product in the market. And uh, of course, sometimes uh, we are underdeveloped in some or this or that market. So we are also looking for new um, importers because, mm -hmm. for example, my wife, she went in 2017 to Myanmar, um, which was super interesting because over there she was explaining that red wine is made of uh, made out of red grapes and the color is from the skin and so on so really like a non-developed market so uh, for these kind of countries of course we are uh, also looking always for new um, importers or mm -hmm. the strongest okay um so uh, if, if you say that uh, of course uh, italy is your uh, is, is an important market and you have lots of um, selling direct to customers here yeah. and an event location uh, that sounds like uh, you got hit pretty hard by COVID when it comes to those markets. Yes. And uh, how did um, how did the whole lockdown situation affect your um, diversification strategy? What changes did you make uh, when it comes to distribution channels? Yeah. And uh, do you consider them permanent? Yeah. Okay. Uh, of course, uh, in the Italian market mainly, uh, COVID was. Uh, a strong situation uh, because we lost a lot of um, sales let's say it like this because customers we do not lose because they now started restarted and everything is fine um, 
but uh, we started to to open up our own uh, online shop, which we didn't have before. So uh, in the Italian market now, you are able um, to buy our wines also online. Um, in other markets, um, we took the same opportunity, but not in creating an online shop. We just have now on our uh, website, you can select by country and you will find the importer, which is um, uh, like recommended by us because um, this or that uh, importer is um, yeah following our, our idea and our strategy how to distribute this market. So yes, mm -hmm. online. Have you uh, witnessed um, disruption in the structure of uh, restaurants or in the structure of importers or wholesalers uh, who acquire your wine? I mean, uh, have f companies stopped existing uh, during COVID or do you think most of them survived? Unfortunately, yes. Uh, of course, we, we uh, recognized also this. Um, so for them, of course, uh, if they if they reopen business or come back, uh, the, the situation is nearly the same. So we had this also with, uh, especially restaurants, they, they didn't survive. The, mo the main customers who are doing like, uh, like um, wine shops or something like that, there was nearly no one who was struggling that hard because um, especially, or in Italy, also the consumption uh, changed because uh, before that it was more the, the The average Italian, he drinks outside. So he goes into a bar, he goes into a restaurant, he's having a good time outside of his house. Now, after COVID, this changed and also he's drinking more and more also at home. So the home consumption increased for that reason. Also wine shops were doing or surviving less, let's say like this. Mm. Yes. Okay. Um, sometimes it's a hard question for uh, wineries, but um, how would you say uh, you are different from your neighbors in what ways? <laughs> Uh, like I said, we are a German-Italian uh, family, um, so uh, with with all respect and, and no no negative words uh, to the others, but we are very open-minded. Let's say it like this: uh, not that the others don't uh, do not are, but we we us as a family, we are open-minded. We are marked uh, market-oriented. Um, we are, yeah. We're always looking, um, hang on. <laughs> we are different to others in case of that. Uh, first of all, we are a German Italian born um, cantina, winery. And so we are a lot open-minded um we are also focused on on market uh, on, on the markets and of course we have this uh, beautiness that we are living in the, in the surrounding where a lot of tourists are coming so not only us is going out to the to the world is, and, and try to sell our wine the the actually the customers come to our place so uh we have an open door uh, mentality so if you're coming uh from 10 to uh, 7 p.m. you have the possibility to, to taste our wine, to buy our wine, or at least enjoy uh, our place. So also is this, this remarkably for uh, your region? 
No, in our region, um, you will you will find places who are offering this kind of uh, tastings and so on, but not everywhere. And um, also sometimes you have the the barrier of language. So uh, me personal, I, I speak English, I speak Italian, I speak also German, um, but not everyone is speaking good like that. Let's say, uh, let's say it like this. And sometimes they decide to not speak anything because they are sh not ashamed, but they prefer not to speak. Mm. Yeah, I get it. And uh, so uh, you would say like your cantina is uh, is more uh, globalized. Yes, yes. More open to to uh, tourists. And um, I think uh, one main aspect of that is the event location you mentioned. Uh, please please tell us about uh, this location and uh, what role it plays uh, for the brand in Lützi. Yeah. Um, so the event location is not only the, the, the winery itself, the surrounding and so on. Um, we have this uh, old uh, production cellar uh, where you can Uh, place like 150 people in in this room so you can use it for different kind of events and this uh, every event is a multiplicator for our brand because everybody knows that he's at Andritzi because also if you if you're going to the toilet on the toilet door there are hashtags written which you can use to do your you post. use your toilet doors man i keep telling this to everybody and they they keep laughing at me i say this is the exactly. only time people exactly. have five minutes to exactly. look at something like, exactly. where else exactly yeah. and, man, and many people are using it so yeah. uh, of course they are not using the toilet door <laughs> as a picture <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yes uh, so uh, what i want to say is it's it is a multiplicator so the toilet door the toilet door is the, the biggest <laughs> i can If, if somebody is listening and do not have toilet doors, guys, get your own a toilet door. <laughs> no, of course, uh, the event location, it's, it's, it's a big one. So we are really uh, happy and lucky that we have it. Just a short interruption because I want to talk directly to you who are listening to this podcast. I'm Diego, I'm the host of this podcast, obviously. What you maybe do not know is that I'm also active as wine marketing consultant for wineries and I'm specialized in small and medium-sized family wineries that try to figure out their strategic positioning. This often occurs when the winery faces a generational change, so it's ahead of them or they just did it, and the new owners try to find their identity and the winery's identity. The other scenario where my help is often asked is when wineries change their market. So for example, from producing bulk wine to bottling wine. Strategic positioning, I can explain this best on my own podcast. So there are many of wine podcasts, mostly talking about food pairing and stuff. There's one podcast for wine professionals talking about how to make money in the wine industry. This is mine and this is very special. So this leads to platforms like Wine Plus. It's 230,000 members. 30,000 of them are professionals working together with me. Or Vitisphere, the main French medium for wine growing, working together with me. Or Ives, the worldwide corporation of wine research institutes, working together with me because of my strategic positioning. But this is also possible for wineries. 
But when I look around, most of the wineries I see, they have a me too positioning, meaning look at me, I also do organic wine, or I also do vegan wine, or I also have a vineyard in this area, or I also produce orange wine, or what have you. So this is positioning, but it's not good. Let me tell you the story of one of my customers. It's Terra Preta Weingut Huppert, meaning Terra Preta Winery Huppert. And so together we positioned them as the only winery that has its brand centered around the use of Terra Preta. Why is this important? Because if you check this stuff out, it has a huge community on YouTube. You can buy it in grocery stores. Uh, television channels are reporting about it. Joe Rogan podcast is reporting about it. And no winemaker got the idea to use it as his strategic positioning. So instead of saying, yeah, I'm organic winery Huppert, we can say I'm Terra Preta winery Huppert. This is good strategic positioning. And I consulted them and I helped them to change their whole brand around this new identity. And the effect of it is that they now can sell their wine where no other winery is selling because they are part of the Terra Preta community from now on. And if you want to learn how strategic positioning can help you grow your business and stabilize your income, do not hesitate to contact me. I do my consulting locally because I travel the wine world a lot, but also online via Zoom or video conferences. And so just contact me and we can talk about what is possible. Now, because it's the year after COVID, still COVID exists, I know, uh, but year after lockdown heavily in Italy, uh, we have now the situation that we are doing um, marriages on Saturday and Sunday. Normally, you have one weekend for yourself if you want to, uh, but now it's it's like this. And and every other event, because we are also doing like like brunches, like evenings and so on, um, and you can imagine if you're sitting under the um, pergola, which is a training system for um, cultivating the wine uh, in our region, uh, you're sitting underneath and you're having a great time. Mm -hmm. And yeah, this is, it's a multiplicator. So at the moment, it's a bit taktum, 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 as we generally say, <laughs> marrying. Yes, yes. <laughs> all, all the people who couldn't have their wedding during COVID times. Exactly. Yeah, okay, I get that. Um, what role does uh, this event location play uh, for the image of Andritzi? Like, do you have uh, international recommendation? Yeah, yes, uh, definitely. Um, the image is, is very well, uh, especially in, also in Germany, especially in southern Germany, because um, from, let's say like this, from Munich, you are in, there in three and a half hours or four. Depends on the, depends on the traffic. Yeah? But um, so to plan a marriage as a German in, in our location, it's easy uh, and many do it. Uh, but also for uh, other foreigners, um, it is a good way to use it because, uh, for example, we had also an American uh, wedding in our place. Because if you need to travel to Italy because you want to marry there, you need a normally you need always an airport so um and we are like 45 minutes from verona we are one hour from venezia so we are or one and a half hour from Venezia and two hours from or two and a half hours from milan mm -hmm. so it is it is everything is possible you know and for the most and that's the fun thing to to be an italian uh winery 
we are from Italy and for the most foreigners, Italy is still the country of ah, vacation, love, uh, I love it and, and pasta and good food and good wine and good weather and so on. So yes, uh, it's a good image. Hmm. Would you say that uh, the people who book or the companies uh, who book you, um, who book your uh, event location, Do they come because they know your wine or do they come because uh, your event location suits whatever they are planning to do and you would transfer or tra transform some of the people who come to have an event into wine customers? Which direction is it yeah. going? Um, so if I, if I do name dropping, like uh, we had um, Audi, the car manufacturer or uh, Bayern Munich, a soccer club. Um, for example, as a customer, um, they they asked us uh, because they are searching for a event location in a good location uh, with enough space, and they are searching for also the the picture. So, because of our the, the nature, which is uh, one step out of out of our door, um, they they do this, and yes, definitely also. Uh, because they have the connection with the wine, they become customers. So I don't know if Bayern Munich is uh, celebrating with one of our Spumante, sorry, trying to talk, but uh, maybe. <laughs> yeah, That would be nice if yes. you are a Bayern Munich fan. Yeah, um, yeah okay, cool. So um, I think uh, this, is, this is a very important uh, point you, you mentioned there. I mean, um, there are a lot of, lots of wineries who are in regions that are not typically known for um, for tourism or where lots of wine producers uh, don't use their architecture, their land for um, for an event location. Uh, do you think it is uh, important to uh, plan this ahead when, when you uh, rebuild or when you build new or would you say like it's, it's just luck that it happened this way? In your <laughs> case? Was it strategic or was it luck? No, in, in our case, uh, very strategic because my uh, mother-in-law, she's an architect. Um, she, she studied it and she worked it uh, in this field. And then uh, she, she married my father-in-law and uh, they built up work. The, the, the winery was uh, existing, but they created it more and built it up more and developed it. Let's say it this way, they developed it. And of course, everything what my uh, mother-in-law is touching is always, um, there's always this touch of architecture or let's say design because she's really big in it. And she, I love to work with her because it's really refreshing because she gives you always different kind of perspectives. So um, to come back to your question, if, if you're rebuilding or building a winery, I highly recommend build it like this that you have The possibility to welcome people because even if you are the only or the first one in your region who is who is doing it you are the first one and you are the only one who's doing it so make it worth it that people will come because um go in this um field of uh, fine dining there are people who are traveling like three four hours to to or longer um to stay at your restaurant so why should not be a winery able to do the same. So for that reason, yes, do it 100%.
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would I would uh, absolutely argue for that. And um, I mean, the people who listen to my uh, German podcast, they might know it. Um, I talk quite a bit about the emerging wine market in the Ukraine because mm-hmm. it's like, <laughs> interesting to see a really new wine market emerging. Yeah. And uh, I've I've been talking to some winemakers there and also uh, to people who wanted to start their own wine businesses. And I always told to them, dude, if you are the first one to plant vineyards in this region make sure you plant an arc full of roses where people can take uh, photo- photos of their wedding this yes. is why they will come yes and uh, people were like oh i don't know and i was like dude come on <laughs> be the location to marry this is the the best thing you can do because you can uh, yeah, connect your wine brand yeah. with such intense intense emotions yeah, and um, this is—it's just amazing. Yeah, I—I uh, I think you know, you—you—you you, you know, I bet you know by yourself many spots, which are beautiful in the middle of no, uh, nowhere, where you normally not go, but the spot is the reason. So, and yes, if you can create this with your winery, or at least there, are, there are wineries where um, the people are going more for that. Hmm. instead of the wine yeah for sure they sure. are so yes you did yeah okay so um before we uh, switch topics to a bit more personal stuff uh if people want to take a look at uh, cantina and uh please tell me how they can reach out where they can find you yes it's uh, very easy uh you can uh use the internet of course so um at uh, www.endritzi uh, which is written E N D R I Z Z Z I dot com. You will find us. Uh, you will find us also, of course, on Instagram and also at uh, Facebook. So just uh, search for Cantina, which is winery in Italy, Italian, uh, Cantina and Rizzi. So, and then you will find us definitely. Okay. And if you are unable to write or to pronounce uh, to, 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 to type things you heard uh, in Italian, yeah. uh, go to the show notes. Um, you will find the show notes in the description of the podcast. Just click on the link or copy paste the link and uh, you can go to the show notes and you will have every uh, brand, every uh, thing we talked about and also the domains of Intuitsi, of course, listed there. Torben, we've been studying together, so it's quite fun to have you in an interview. <laughs> and um, I, most of the time, do the emotional relationship-related topics with uh, women in uh, winemaking because they are more open to this. But uh, you are a man who married into a big winery. Yes. So please, let's go a bit into uh, this field. Uh, was it intended? <laughs> nope. <laughs> no, when I uh, first of all, I'm I'm uh, the the star sign. I don't know how to say it in English, but I'm Cancer, so I'm I'm very open. So I I, I do speak about that, and I love to speak it out. Now, when I met my uh, my wife, um, I was not knowing that she had a winery. I don't know. I was not knowing that there is something uh, because I was interested in her. I was not interested in anything else. Uh, and after one month of dating, uh, of course, in between, I, I understood, okay, there's a winery in Italy, boom. Uh, but after one month uh, of dating, we went on a party and on the party, there was another winemaker asking her like, hey, Lisa, uh, how many hectares do you have? And I was like, 
good question i have never asked her <laughs> like because i'm not interested but yes and she was saying it and i was like ah they're big they're really big but good okay you know i don't care i still don't care and um also <laughs> during the wedding i i never so, uh, thought about that or hmm. also now because um you must know uh, the people who listen here. His wife is sitting next to him. Yeah, <laughs> so he has to pistol. be very careful of what he says now. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you have this very, very funny T-shirt that I think you gave to him, which says, pray for me, wife. my wife is Italian. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Perfect, perfect description. Yeah, I can, I can relate to that. I have a Ukrainian wife and they also have some temper. Yeah, so. <laughs> she gave the, the picture and the, the, the shirt. She gave it to me after one month uh, after six months because she was in in new york and she brought it back so uh, i didn't ask her she asked mm, me you, you thought picture. it was fun <laughs> it was it was a threat actually yeah <laughs> behave boy um yeah so uh okay you you um then decided to get married and uh, now you are entering the winery yes uh, why now why now um let's say it this way for me uh independence is and was uh, always a very very important thing um due the thing of covid um or i i'm still independent um i have my own company but um due com uh, due covid i lost uh, my customers so uh and i'm not a guy who uh, is i don't love to sit uh, at home and just counting the the clock you know so of course i i told my family like hey uh can i come to the winery can i um develop projects um pitch these kind of projects to you and if you like it or if you want to do it i will do it so and by december last year i started to work with them and and i started to to do and develop the first projects and after let's say like two three months uh of um convincing that i'm i'm good no that's a joke but uh yeah we started to to work very intense so now it's uh september and honestly i don't know what uh, how, how the time was before you know because i'm so dived into deep uh into the cantina and Rizzi and and also to serpaia mm. because serpaia is the place where we're here in, in maremma uh, and so on my business card is now written uh, project, project developer because this is describing the most thing because I'm working with each family member but also each member of the winery because um, we studied the same and uh, we, we are very well trained in each kind of um, business um, business part of the winery. So. Yes. Okay. Um, so uh, the the young and Ricci generation yes. is there are the two children, yeah. like your Similar wife and, and her brother Daniela, yeah. and uh, now it's you. So you are three young people who uh, will at some point like take over the the company. Um, how how do you feel? Uh, welcome there. Um, do you have some hierarchical structure thing going on? Uh, I mean, how, how is it, what is uh, it going for you? Okay, um, we are uh, now we are five family members inside of the winery. Um, 
the my wife and her brother uh, they are the fifth generation my uh, father and mother-in-law uh, are the fourth we are working together um in peace um because we have respect to each other there is um the hierarchy uh, is very low or nearly not existing because because of this respect and also um part of the business because each of us beside me has his own part of the business so um and for that reason my wife for example she's more covering um, the marketing part but also um the business leadership also but she shares it with her brother but for example for the marketing part she's more responsible and if she's deciding something for the company it's always on the good and also she's always they we are speaking always for for example at 8 10 in the morning we have always a company uh, like a phone call if we're not in the same location we have a different kind of uh, phone calls during the day so there's always like the, the transfer of knowledge and, and we decide always together um but uh each of us has this kind of special specialty or specification um or specialization for a business part so um this is the thing why it uh, we work together very well respect and let the other one work in his field because he's the better one and mm -hmm. and respect it so okay i would i would guess that when like really tough decisions have to be made that in that case um for example your wife would act as a manager to you or yes um, how do you how do you deal with that yeah good, good question um the thing is like this um when i uh first you you ask if i'm welcome yes i'm uh, i'm very welcome not only during the wedding uh during the wedding speeches i heard it uh, a tons uh, a thousand times uh, i feel it that's the most important i feel very welcomed and um, they trust me and i trust them and also um i was uh there was a nice documentation about uh henkel uh, with one l uh, in germany uh, about this family and uh, there was also one guy saying like um he's doing it for the family and there's there's no question uh to not do it or to to not sometimes sometimes in business you need to accept um the other one above you because it's it's the good for for the family and for the company so i me personal um i have no problem and that my wife is my manager or my boss or whatever you want to call it uh, the same for her brother so um the thing is i can i can live and i can go like that because i like the decisions they make and i have respect for them yeah um so that's that makes it very easy for me if um, yeah, if it is respect based then uh, everything is fine if, if you have uh, somebody you have to listen to and you think damn <laughs> you're just stupid as fuck this won't work exactly yeah. so, so it, it's it's like in every other uh, relationship if you work for somebody if if you don't or if he's not following your idea of making business or or how to treat people or whatever you should leave immediately and uh, with my family i have the i have the thing uh i like how they live and i like how they uh behave and and, and do all their decisions so i'm i'm home which is also a phrase out of my uh, wedding speech i i arrived home 
Hmm. So. Yeah, that's that's nice to hear. And um, from your perspective and your experience that you have now, um, maybe you can uh, give some recommendations because um, in other episodes uh, in the German podcast, I uh, talk about the role of women in wineries. And often hmm. if you marry into a winery um, as women, you take the office part, like you do the back office thing, you uh, yeah, process the, the whole uh, distribu distribution channel, hmm. yet Mm. Uh, if it comes to making decisions, it's mm. always, I have to wait for my man. Mm. He is the one who decides. And um, in your position now, where you kind of <laughs> took the, take the same path, mm. uh, how do you uh, want to develop your uh, representation of the winery mm -hmm. and your, your position you take? Mm -hmm. And uh, what do you as man maybe could give advice to women who are in the same position and maybe not as extroverted as yeah. most men are? I think the, the answer in this is, uh, first of all, I, if you want to say it like this, if I choose my wife because she's a strong woman. And for me, in my life, I, I grew up with a strong mother uh, or yeah, mother, which as a woman, she was very strong with uh, siblings and so on. And for me, Uh, there was no no question of of male and female and and, and force and, and and who's better and so on. For me, the the, the result is the important one. And um, on the other hand, um, if you have a if you are the boyfriend of of a winemaker, female winemaker or owner of a company, you should ask yourself: Can you live with it? Can, uh, are you able to? To, to work exactly like this, you know, what are your, um, what, what, which kind of level do you want to reach in life? Are you happy also as a father of raising the children? Or maybe, you know, do you need to be the owner of the, of the company? Or is it enough to support your wife to make, it, to make her even much more stronger than before to, to do much more and, and, and to be Uh, the leader of the company and that's... do you have agricultural background no my no. father was a soldier and my mother was a, a kindergarten lady i don't know how to say it but <laughs> yeah but because i think this is pretty pretty i would say developed way of thinking about this and i can bet that most people who come from rural areas with yeah. agricultural background yeah. they would never think this way yeah start... and maybe even disrespect Uh, this this uh, lifestyle. I've I've um, been in Croatia and we have neighbors there. Uh, they have lots of real estate uh, in this area, and most of it belongs to the women. Mm -hmm. And the workers who build the houses, mm -hmm. uh, they always say about the man. You even must ask his wife for permission if he wants to whatever change uh, change a door. Yeah. If he wants to buy a new door. So people yeah. are talking about this. The the more at the countryside you live yeah and uh, do you think um this is going on as well in your area <laughs> at your winery? uh because my uh, like i told you my mother-in-law she's an architect she's responsible for every kind of changement uh, on the on the cantina uh definitely she experienced it in the past much more than now it still exists but now the newer generations are different our generation is much more open-minded much more um like same level thinking on, on women and, and men uh 
I think it will decrease, but it, there will be always people thinking like that. But, you know, on the other hand, there's a nice part. If somebody is building, installing a door for us, in the end, he, he wants to get paid. If he's thinking like this, and if he's acting like this, I bet he will not get the job. So if you want the job at our winery, you should at least start to change your mind because it's it's outdated. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it is. And uh, I think that, uh, as you said, the, the young wine generation is changing a lot I mean, because they travel so much and because they uh, are more better educated than the parent generation, which yeah. is uh, true for most young people today. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think that it's, it's a very interesting uh, perspective that you gave us there. I want to thank you for sharing your personal experience. It's uh, pretty rare to find it this way and also to find a man who is willing to talk about these topics. Mm -hmm. So uh, thanks a lot and thank you for being on the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, Tom, thanks a lot for your interview. This was very interesting for me. And also we had so much fun visiting you in Maremma in Italy. It was uh, one of the nicest trips we've done in the last years. We talk about it a lot. And uh, for those people who are interested in Endrizzi Winery and who are capable of understanding German, I also run this podcast on uh, German. And it's way bigger, actually. So it's more than 100 hours of interviews about uh, wine marketing. And I did an interview with uh, Torben's wife, Lisa, about uh, the product design of Indrizzi, uh, especially because she's responsible for it. And it's very, very interesting. So if you understand German, check out my podcast, Wein Verkauft. You will find it in the links. You can also find it via my websites. It's weinverkauft.com or theartofsettingwine.com. And then just check out uh, yeah, my neighboring website, Wein Verkauft. And there you will find more about Cantina Endrizzi. Thanks for listening. <laughs>